Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Buzz, our podcast where we talk sports and get a buzz on. As always, that buzz is brought to you by the beautiful, the delicious, strange land. He's not even ready again. Never ready. Never like, ready. What are we supposed you to do? You think after 100 episodes, you'd have this part down. I'm sorry. A beer for every, any, good all occasions. Good and etiquette. All- be etic- be- yeah. Get some good etiquette here. And you got to admit your mistakes. Um Glad you apologize. <laughs> no one listening to this good, is understand the context. Good, good, luck, good luck the rest of the year. <laughs> no, but that's that's a tease for next week. Stick around for our, our pro show. We're going to talk some football etiquette. Uh, but this is our this is our podcast, uh, as I mentioned. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. Got my co-host, Chad Goodall, sitting in. What's up? Good to have you here, buddy. Hey, big leg. And our producer, Ballad Pressing Buttons, over there. Hey. <laughs> Uh, what are you doing here? Do you have a uh, a sorry button on there? Does Hank? No. <laughs> uh, That's so good. If you are listening, you are listening on SoundCloud and iTunes. Please give us a follow. Subscribe on iTunes so you get up to date when we have new episodes posted. Give us some five-star reviews on there and share it out with your friends. Um, almost forgot to mention Domingo the Flamingo is also in studio here on this uh, lovely Tuesday in Austin, Texas. Thanks, Domingo. We need a Domingo, the Flamingo soundboard. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the sound that flamingos make. Sure. Um, name the, that's the sound that Domingo makes. I don't know about all flamingos, but ours is special. This is our amateur hour. Uh, we got some college to talk about. Um, we'll get it Texas 10, do a little front page news. and uh, Domingo, stop. He's, yeah, keep it down, he's man. the intro, man. I can't. But thanks to our sponsor, Strangeland Brewery, from day one. Uh, coming up on almost two years of those guys taking care of us. Two. Uh, we got a little. God, so many beers. A little Oktoberfest, uh, a little Paul share in the studio tonight. Uh, as always, it is delicious and ice cold. Um, that is a good amount of beer. <laughs> got a couple of Oktoberfest parties coming up in October. Bal, do you want to tell them about that? Yeah, the first one's on Saturday the thirteenth, and that one is their Oktoberfest party. They're gonna have the Pokal Band out there. This year, don't need a ticket. You can just show up uh, with cash in hand. Uh, they'll have food, uh, music, obviously lots of beer. Lots of beers that you can't buy anywhere else other than these parties. So if you're into different, uh, exciting, creative beers, uh, this is a place to be. Uh, two weeks after that, they'll have their founders uh, party where you can meet the brewers, the folks, uh, Tim and Adam, who uh, started the brewery. And that's going to be a lot of fun as well. Those tickets are $20 
and it comes with all sorts of different shit, mostly drinks and food and, of course, meeting the guys as well. So give them a follow at Strangeland Brew. And when you go to the brewery, make sure you tell the guys uh, from Sportsbook sent you. Uh, that would be much appreciated. Absolutely. Um, and uh, our other sponsor is Mountain Breeze Campground. Uh, it's late in the season. Weather's cooling off. It's a good time to go camp. And it is beautiful out there after all the rain we had. Um, all the trees and grass is starting to pop back up again. It's nice and green. So uh, go check them out, mountainbreezecamp.com. Give them a call and uh, schedule a nice little weekend getaway out on the Guadalupe and New Braunfels. Follow the brewery on Twitter at StrangelandBrew. Follow us at SportsBuzzTX. Let's go ahead and jump right on into show business. Ballad, I'll let you take over this. Show business. So uh, we talked about the pro show. Uh, everybody is almost here. Uh, Coach has a family issue to attend to. Uh, we wish him the best. We hope our wishners, our listeners will wish him the best as well. Our wishners. New word. Someone oh, who's listening and wishing, and wishing at the same time. Easy. I like it. Um, but other than that, uh, Dale and Chad, uh, found a way here again, you know, a, su- a surprise, not a given these days, but glad to have you. It's good to be here. Hey, it, it does feel good to be here. Uh, on our 100th episode, none other, you guys made it. I couldn't miss the, the, the centennial episode. I know. The 100. Feels good. Um, I can't believe we lasted this long. Oh, I had the under way, way <laughs> under this amount. I wasn't sure we were going to last 10 episodes. Uh, but to make it to 100, you know, all jokes aside, pretty impressive. Like, I, I don't know. Really? I don't, I don't, besides go to work, I don't think I've done anything this many weeks in a row. That's fair. I don't do Except laundry. Except for drink. I don't do laundry this many weeks in a row. That's a good point. That, that, that's very true. That's a really good point. Like, really, though. Like, it, this. This is uh, this is one of those things that uh, I look forward to every Tuesday. Um, I have ever, ever since we started, and uh, I will continue to look forward to it. You know, being being on the trip, I, I did miss getting together on Tuesday nights and talking sports. Um, I think there was one one episode where like I texted you guys like paragraphs of of my picks because I was just like I have oh, so yeah. many thoughts about these things that I like talking about, yep. and I'm I'm glad we get to do this uh, together. Rather than me just uh, losing all my money, absolutely. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. I, I mean, think get to express it at least. You probably enjoyed your time with the significant other, but uh, never hurts to talk some sports every once in a while. So it. makes sense. So uh, listeners out there, thank you for sticking with us this long, uh, episode hundred, and uh, gentlemen, cheers to a hundred more. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Sir. and uh, of course, thanks to our our sponsors, those uh, Strangeland and Mountain Breeze. Uh, for being with this long, and we hope you will uh, continue our, our partnership. Uh, we love supporting you guys, and um, you guys have been great to us, so thank you very much. Hopefully many more to come. Absolutely. Um, guys, show... Uh-oh. Be- tell, us, tell, us, tell us about the shot, man. I got a flu shot today. Woo! No thanks. I thought you were going to say a shot of tequila, but uh, flu shot's Woo. pretty bad. A little, bit more, a little bit more brutal. Uh, flu shot. This is my first one I've gotten in years. I promised Haley I would, and usually... Is there a reason? Usually I just promise her I will, and then I tell her I would. But uh, today they were in our office. They were downstairs. It was free. Uh, took a total of like three minutes of my time, so I had to go down Sorry. there and and make the effort. I will say though, you know, Chad, you pointed this out that you know when you get a flu shot, they're basically like infecting you with the flu, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm technically I'm playing sick right now. I'm like I'm basically <laughs> playing injured. So. 
You know, I don't, I don't need any more. I don't need excuses from you guys this winter when you, when you, when you start to get a little, little sniffles, you know, you know, your little runny nose, little, little scratchy throat. You know, I've, I've technically got the flu right now, and I'm recording an episode, so um, that, that's not, that's not going to be a palatable was, excuse. I knew he's going to hold know, that over. Come, our head. Uh, come the colder uh, season, okay? Here, here's the deal. I will say this: that, um, knock on wood. I was not sick last year with anything, uh, but I'm due. Chad's uh, notorious for getting sick. I get sick, and whenever I get sick, it's not just like uh, <laughs> it's like uh, pneumonia or like really bad bronchitis. I mean, it's it's yeah. bad uh, all the time. <laughs> it was something with this guy. It's like Jesus, patient zero. Like, like come last on, like five days sick. No, like I had pneumonia in college. And I was out for like what month and a half, dude. It was like it was bad, dude. Well, wait till wait till baseball season for that shit, okay? But I also feel I like try every time. I also feel like Chad is the guy who like gets a cold and just stays in his bed for a week just so he can play it off, like play it up. I think we need to talk to Danielle about this and see if she. Oh, agree. here's the deal: she gets it. Like, <laughs> like, like I'll say this: she's like, an enabler, dude. If I, I will say this: like I have such respect for women because if I had to go through something every month where I felt like shit. I wouldn't survive. <laughs> like, there's just no fucking way. I mean, when it comes to being sick, I can't deal with it. So, yeah. when I get sick, I get sick. And it's 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 a really bad deal. So, uh, no promises on my end. Uh, but I can promise Dale will be here if hey, he's sick. There's, there's nothing wrong with getting sick. I'm just saying it's no longer an excuse to miss the podcast. Because technically, I have the flu right now. Which, sorry guys, I didn't mean to put you guys at jeopardy. I don't know if you guys got your flu shots yet or not. But, you know, get them, get them while they're hot. Okay? Oh, yeah. Now's the time to do it. Oh, yeah. You have to have a flu shot every year. Uh, I will I say, had one in a while. if I get the flu this year, I'm going to be furious. I will. I will tell you this, dude. I, I never get the flu shot ever. I've uh, I've gotten the flu shot and gotten the flu. So, just saying. Ooh, well, stay away from sick people. Just saying. I will. Wear um, a mask. Sanitize. Yeah. Big in big in Japan. Wash, wash rinse, wear repeat. Masks. Hey, give us a uh, Lana update. Uh, Lana's alive, uh, which is good. Uh, Lana's getting some. Time out of the cage. Uh, Chad came over Friday night. We uh, we had her on the uh, the ottoman, uh, trying to teach her through. I guess it was technically negative reinforcement. Negative reinforcement. You know, we trying to teach her that you, you put her somewhere and she's not supposed to run away. And I, I was pretty drunk, so I don't really so remember you were, how the you experiment were beating, was working. You were beating your hamster. I, no, I, no, 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 no. It was more of that. it was more of like uh, she would get out of the little designated area, and he would put her in the little ball and say, "You can't do that." And then wait a couple minutes, put her back in the little designated area, and it was a three strikes you're out deal. So after the third time, Bella was like, "No, fuck this, back in the cage, back in the cage." <laughs> and Basically, you didn't want to babysitter while the football game was going. Let's be enough. honest. Well, while I was losing uh, my FAU bet. Um, by the way, Lana, a sports hamster. You know she should understand the the idea of three strikes you're out. That's how that this works. She should, but she's never picked baseball, so it's true. We haven't taught her any baseball. Maybe a flaw in my training, but yeah, Alana is a lot. Definitely so, not a flaw in your training. Yeah. She doesn't even understand it. Um, speaking of bets, uh, we did have a show bet tonight. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did a, took a baseball game uh, over under of eight runs in the Yankees and Rays. Uh, that thing hit early on, um, so we hit that bet on the over. Uh, and then you know, Chad was just feeling it, doubled down, took a uh, in-game bet. Of 13 and a half as the over. We have not had a run scored since Chad placed that bet. Oh. And I can't tell what inning that is because they went double. We are, it looks like box. we're in the bottom of the eighth. Um, 
It's not looking good, but uh, we got we got to win for win one for coach here. I mean, we got to pull all strings here and just put everything on the table and Come pull on, this together. Come on, Yankees! Do I don't it, do think it for he's coach. ever voted for the Yankees. Do it for coach, Yankees! But this time we're voting for we're, we're root for the Yankees. He's a big fan of runs though, or the Rays. I'm okay with the Rays. Either like, way, let's score four runs for the for the for the Rays here. Let's yeah. get a rally offense. going, a little rally cap action. I like it. All right, well, hey, let's get into. Uh... Some football. We got week four recap coming up. Uh, where do you want to start, Ballad? Uh, let's start with the most exciting game of the week that almost nobody got to watch because for some reason, OU Army was on pay-per-view, uh, which seems like a real crime against the troops. Uh, but Oklahoma holds on to win 28-21 in overtime. Uh, obviously, none of us got to watch this, but... Nope. Uh, pretty exciting game if you look at the box score. Oh, yeah. I was trying to watch GameCast there once it hit overtime, and uh, once I saw you score, I was a little worried. Army struggled and uh, turned it over at the end, but um, they were coming in at like 20 or 30-point underdogs to even be anywhere near that game. is a testament to those guys. Uh, they dominated time of possession, uh, really just kept OU off the field. They didn't have to do a whole lot, and they had a chance to win that game. Uh, coming down with a, a game-winning drive, um, unfortunately through an interception, and then OU missed a game-winning field goal, which took it to overtime. But um, hats off to the Army guys. And uh, I did see a video, a cool story, uh, of a side of OU fans and players and coaches that I didn't I didn't know was possible. Uh, they showed a lot of class after that game. Fans gave Army a uh, standing ovation um, leaving the field. And then uh, OU coaches were sitting there shaking hands with most of the guys running by, going to the locker room. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, and Army being the stand-up university that they are, um, their social media posted a picture as uh, the Army guys left the locker room in Norman and uh, said, leave it how you found it. And this place was, I mean, spit shine clean with a toothbrush. It was the cleanest locker room I've ever seen. So... Um, a lot of class from the OU fans, and of course, I expect nothing less from the Army guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, you should know this. In the Army, whenever you fuck up and you don't win something, you get toothbrush duty. So all the players in the locker room had to clean. Like, let's be honest. That's punishment for not winning the game. Uh, it's only fitting. Uh, th- this is a great game. You look at the Ar- Army and Navy both run a interesting offense and the fact that they run the ball a lot, and they control time of possession, which is exactly what they did here. That's exactly how you beat teams like OU, who are fast-paced. They need um, they need rhythm, and they need momentum in order to succeed. They want to go fast. Whenever you don't go fast, or you try to go fast and go three and out, you leave your defense vulnerable to this kind of offense, which is exactly what happened. It was the perfect... It was a perfect story for Army. It went exactly how they needed it to go. They just couldn't pull it out in the end. You know, you guys could take a lesson from Army in how they leave places, how they found them. You know, you guys leave this fucking place a big sign every time <laughs> oh, you come in go. here. Uh, by the way, I got a suggestion for ESPN. If a top five team is ever about to be upset by an unranked opponent that's a 21-point overdog, you should purchase the pay-per-view for all of America yep. and switch to that game. Like, that was ridiculous that we all had to game cast uh, the ending of that game. Uh, moving on to the next game, and we're going to have to 
kind of get through these a little bit quicker if we want to hit as many as we want to talk about. Sorry. Friday night, USC gets a shootout with Washington State, 36-39. to 39. Uh, Washington State barely covers. Um, USC had to block a field goal to tie the game to prevent overtime. Uh, Chad, you... You and I obviously watched this one. This one was fun. This one was good, man. Uh, Washington State came out strong. I love the way they came out. Um, Loved the four and a half points. Knew it was too much. Um, Hats off to USC, though, and the young freshman quarterback who actually should be in high school right now playing his senior season uh, for coming back and, and playing this game out to its fullest. Uh, yeah. It was it was cool to, wa- cool to watch 100%. Um, USC rebounded and great for Texas fans. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say. It was a good game to watch. Perfect. Uh, Alabama, Texas A&M 45-23. This game was fairly close until the last few minutes of the, of the second quarter. Yeah, um, the last few minutes. Well, of the second no, quarter. the score doesn't show the the fight that that A and M put up in the first half. Um, I did get to watch this one right before the UT game started, so I watched the entire first half here, and um, just a few careless mistakes is really what what got to uh, to A and M. I mean, I was very low on Kellen Mond as the starting quarterback for A and M. I think. Starkle is the better quarterback as far as throwing it downfield and getting their athletes involved. But, uh, man, I tell you what, Kellen Mond makes some plays with his feet that I know for damn sure Starkle cannot make. So uh, he earned a little bit of my respect. And uh, Tagovailoa for a and M. I mean, he just is rock solid. 22 for 33, 387 and four touchdowns in the air. Um, I mean, Alabama's as good as – Everyone thought they were going to be. So uh, I don't think the 22-point win for Alabama is really telling on the game that A&M played. I felt like they played better than what's on the board. I have nothing to say about this game. Perfect. Uh, Let's move on to my least favorite outcome of the weekend. Stanford-Oregon, the Pac-12 Saturday night game. Good old Pac-12 shootout, baby. This one was in Eugene. I said in our Pac-12 preview at the beginning in the preseason that this was a game that Oregon would upset Stanford on. And for a large portion of the game, that looked like it was going to be the case. And right up until Oregon had a touchdown reverse because the wide receiver stepped on the the cone. What do you, what do you call that thing? The pylon? The pylon. The pylon, which ruled them down at the one. Uh, two plays later... Stan or Oregon fumbles a ball that goes for a touchdown, a 14 point swing the opposite direction for those holding a Ducks ticket. That's a bad beat. It's a bad beat. Stanford wins 38 to uh, 38 to 31 in overtime. Um, the Ducks, uh, this feels like a win that is really hard to come back from. Justin Herbert looks great in this game 26 of 33, 346 yards, but wow, what a, what a way to lose a game at home. It's tough. I mean, Stanford's good, Bryce Love, but it has no excuse for the comeback that Stanford went on. Um, told you this was a bad bad beat in the beginning, uh, but uh, yeah, Oregon's trash. I don't know what else to say about it. I don't know what other games you got on the slate, but I hope you got the one I'm thinking of about your Boilermakers. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get there. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, we can go there right now. Sure, let's do it. Go for it. I didn't get to watch it, but I just it's it's good to see that the team that you were so high on <laughs> upset a ranked team. They had to have been been home dogs in this game, right? Uh, yeah, they were they were they were dogs in this game. Boston College. I, I want to say maybe like uh maybe a touchdown. Um, <laughs> but yeah, good to see Purdue get right. Yeah, you've been you've been so high on in preseason. Um, you got any more of those upsets? Two more that I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm rifling through the list. Okay. Um, Washington hangs on against Arizona State, twenty-seven twenty. Uh, qu- here's my question on this game: Does this game say more about Washington to you guys, or more about Arizona State? Dude, way more about Arizona, Arizona State. Hundred percent. We were way off on that. We were way off on Arizona State. I think the world was off on Herm Edwards and, and Herm Edwards is doing work. He's, That's I all mean, I'm gonna say. He's, he's turned that program around. He's already. really that good of a coach because I don't think the athletes are that great. I think he's that good of a coach. Uh, you want to talk about upsets? Old Dominion, yeah, baby, beats oh. Virginia Tech forty-nine to thirty-five at home. Virginia Tech big favorites going to this game, something like twenty-something points. Yeah, it was almost like, it was almost thirty, something like that. Guys, this is an embarrassing loss for uh, for a thirteenth-ranked Virginia Tech team that that some fans were really high on going into the season. Well, after watching their defense and the way they played, what was that opening game against Florida Mike? State? Yeah. Who is not who we thought they were. No, but uh, the defense looked really, really good. And, you know, Old Dominion's quarterback threw for almost 500 yards and four touchdowns against that Amazing. Hokies defense. Uh, Blake was, LaRussa. Yeah. I was keeping an eye on this one. Obviously, I had other games that were on, and I couldn't find this one on TV, so... Uh, they kept showing highlights. The catch that kid made to go up by a touchdown late, the one-handed in between two defenders. Yeah. Beautiful. That's an athlete right there. Um, yeah, uh, I think they said it was the second biggest upset by a D1 college ever in, in history. Old Dominion's first F- uh, win over an FBS opponent. And uh, I got I to gotta say, Virginia may be the, most, the least reliable college state in recent history, this loss to Old Dominion and then UVA's loss to UMBC, the first 16 to 1 to ever lose. Virginia oh. is not a state you want to be holding a ticket on if they're a big favorite. If they're a huge, uh, a huge favorite, yeah. This is devastating for the ACC because now there's really Clemson and who else? Miami. Yeah, Maybe. I'll, I'll wait. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. There's, there's there's no one else. I mean, if Clemson loses to any of these teams in the ACC, they're not making. It's true. On, on the fact that maybe and they've a got big Syracuse team, this week, so yeah, yeah it's, watch out. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Uh, this is my biggest surprise of the season. This this came out of nowhere for me. Kentucky four and zero. They take down Mississippi State, ranked fourteen at the time, twenty eight to seven. Um. Stoops supposed to be doing something right in in uh, in Kentucky, yeah. Yeah, they finally got the uh, the monkey off their back, beating Florida for the first time in what fifteen years. Um, thirty two years. Was it thirty two? Yeah, I was close. Uh, yeah, man, it's I'm just as shocked as you are, but um, they're playing good football, and that's a good win over a team that I was definitely vocal about, Mississippi State. I thought they uh, they had a lot more in them this year, but uh, yep. Kentucky's defense was was firing. Held Fitzgerald to only one forty five through yeah. the air. So, yeah, a good day for the Kentucky defense. Um, here's a big upset in the Big Twelve. Texas Tech goes into Stillwater and beats Oklahoma State forty one to seventeen. 
Texas Tech was a double-digit dog going into this game, I'm fairly certain. Um, gosh, didn't see this one coming. I didn't either. I didn't either, and I don't think any Tech fan saw this coming because... No one saw this coming. 13-point favorite. Yeah, I mean, last year Tech fans were, were rooting for losses. I remember Tech fans getting pissed when they beat Texas at the end of the year because they wanted Cliff Kingsbury gone. Um, this will change a few minds. He's they're three and one, and uh, for now undefeated in the Big Twelve. So they figured something out. I'm gonna speed up a little bit. Wisconsin takes care of business against Iowa on the road after their loss to BYU. Uh, thoughts on the Wisconsin Iowa game? Wasn't easy. Um, they still got the job done. Um, they need to beat Ohio State in the Big Ten championship to even come close to the playoff. Uh, I think their hopes are done after their one loss. They have to run the table. I just want to say that was really disrespectful of the Badgers to uh, make all those cancer patients at the uh, Children's Hospital have a bad night. So yeah, good was, on you, Wisconsin. That was rude. Uh, on you know, Wisconsin. You know it was rude was the ass whooping that Michigan put on Nebraska, 56-10. to <laughs> uh, Scott Frost starting out 0-3, and they had a game canceled because of a hurricane. Um, rough times out in Lincoln. Rough times in Nebraska, but at the same time, Michigan looks pretty damn good. Yeah, minus so, that opening loss. Look yeah, a lot minus that opening loss, they look a lot better. Scott Frost, he's not going to win a national championship this year, so no. Um, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, he's a great coach. He just needs players. Do you, and Nebraska's got none. Do you guys think that a coach has ever gone undefeated in one season and then turned around and not won a game the next? Do you think that's ever happened? Uh, we're, we're about to find out. Tell me. I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. It's a wild. I doubt it. I, I, would, I, I would don't doubt know it. how hard. You know how hard it is for a team, especially in a power conference, to go defeated. I mean, even what Rutgers can win a game. Speaking of Rutgers, they couldn't beat Buffalo, forty-two to thirteen. I doubt you've watched this game, but no one watched. Wow, this game. Rutgers, you got waxed. They by can at least win Buffalo. one game, though. That's bad. Yeah, That's really bad. It's really bad. I didn't know uh, Buffalo had a football team. Yeah. yeah other than the Bills. Yeah, it's it's uh, Buffalo Community College. <laughs> uh, Navy loses to SMU by one, 30-31. Uh, doubt anyone care about this game, but I lost money on it, so I just had to say <laughs> that real quick. Uh, Virginia beats Louisville 27-3. to Louisville, guys, is real bad this year. Yeah, they're trash. Yep. Three points they scored in this matchup. At least they got some and didn't get shut out i mean you got to look at the positives after a game like that at least we scored once i do gotta say i got big question marks about louisville oh, i'm sorry, oh, sorry about uh, virginia they seem to be pretty good but i'm not sure they've played anybody yet right now currently uh three and one uh do you guys have opinions on the cavaliers i haven't watched them play at all um who have they played no one no one no one and then Louisville. And Louisville. Who's also no one. Let's see. Virginia football schedule. They have played Richmond, Indiana, who they lost to. Mm. Uh, never mind. They're garbage. That's all I need to say. Yeah. Um, Easy. Hey, Indiana held tight on Michigan State this week. Only lost by 13 points, 14 points. Yeah, and Michigan State is still the team we never thought they were. Not a chance. Uh, Florida State won a game. Uh, they beat Northern Illinois 37-19. Good, Good for them. you. Good for you guys. 
Uh, South Carolina lays waste to Vanderbilt on the road, 37-14. This one, the the Vanderbilt hype has to come to an end. People are all hyped up about Vanderbilt, and I just don't see it. Uh, This is one that Muschamp uh, got on the road. Good for him, right? Yeah, I was kind of high on South Carolina, but they've kind of let me down so far. See if they, they, they got one good upset in them later on the season. You know, guys, this game makes me upset, but also happy at the same time. Texas State loses to UTSA 25-21 to on the road. The I-35 rivalry. Texas State was a touchdown and a half dog to UTSA. And I got to say, happy to see that it was at least competitive. I, I'm right there with you. I looked that score up. And I was like, wow, that's the closest we've been since we started this, this whole thing. Yeah. So good for you guys, Bobcats. Still, hey, and there's a video out there of a UTSA fight with uh, one guy who I am assuming is a Texas State student. Boy from Texas State held his own against like three three dudes from UTSA. Oh yeah, give me give me those odds all day. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll take the Bobcats and the Roadrunners in a fight. Would would you could you even imagine a Bobcat and a Roadrunner fighting? It would be it would be despicable. It'd just be it'd just be a Roadrunner running away. Yeah, it'd be bad. Uh, <laughs> New Mexico State. <laughs> Beats U- uh, UTEP twenty seven to twenty, shootout. Yeah, uh, I doubt anyone watched this game, but Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom out. probably watched it. I'm sure he did. Did he? Maybe. Can't imagine he didn't. I I saw on uh on the Eliminator, which is like what teams are still in contention and which aren't. Yeah. New Mexico State was out week zero before they even played a game. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not very good, and they come. It's a, I was thinking about I was like talking about this with some people. I want to go to a Texas State game soon. New Mexico mm. State comes to San Marcos in a couple of weeks. We should circle that one as a game we should think about going to because that feels like a game that the Bobcats can win. Feels like it's That's gonna be true. a shootout. Feels like it's we gotta put we not only that we gotta get Uncle Max to put some money on it. Of course. All right. You right. gotta got go to that and, game and not have it. And the have some al- skin in alumni it. association tailgate. I mean that's it. You gotta talk it. to Uncle Tom. See if he'll come down for the game. Oh, love it. Yeah. You can sleep in here. Um, guys, that's all I have for. That's probably more than for, enough. Uh, for re- that is way more than enough. Perfect. Right on time, too. All right. Well, uh, let's do chicken wing guesses. Ah, yes. Chicken wings. Guys, our 100th episode. We've had, I've cooked wings for you guys almost 100 times. There have been some episodes I have been here. But if you had to guess, guys, what do what we have in this week? I got this. All right. 100th episode, he's going back to the original Classic Buffalo. Classic Buffalo, great guess. Ooh, great guess. I will go Mango Habanero. Mm, I'm getting All a little right. spicy on episode 100. I like it. You got it. You got to stay feisty. With that being said, we're going to hit a quick break, come back and talk some Texas 10. We'll be right back with some more sports buzz. Shit, 40, I'm fucked up. Y'all better not come to my studio with that fake shit. Y'all better not come to my funeral with that fake shit. Y'all better off realizing there's nothing that y'all could do with me. All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me. 100. Welcome back to the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Dale. Time to get into the Texas 10. Uh, man, two weeks in a row with something uh, exciting to talk about, man. Um, I got to say, I didn't have high hopes for this game. And I don't know about you guys, but uh, a lot of the hype 
coming in was uh, how long it's been since Texas has beaten TCU. Um, a lot of the hype coming in was, you know, the effort we saw the first two weeks from this Longhorn team. Um, you can get a huge win over a mediocre USC team. Um, I think this week felt totally different after uh, after the game was finished. You know, I was worried about Sam Ellinger and the choices he makes on some of his throws. And I felt like he kind of kind of told everybody to shut the hell up. He didn't turn it over. You know, he threw two touchdown passes, one on a hell of a, hell of a catch from Colin Johnson. Um, he got a lot of guys involved, and that's what makes me optimistic. And the only thing I got to ask you guys what about Caden Stearns, man? True freshman with two interceptions. That was that was huge for that secondary. Um, I'll sit back and listen to what you got to say, Chad, because I know that uh, you got to be feeling pretty good about this team right now. I mean, can we just go out and say that the secondary is the backbone of this team? I mean, 100%. if anyone can say that DBU is not back at Texas – um, I hate saying the word back, but in this case, <laughs> I will say back because um, Caden Stearns is the best safety we've had since Earl Thomas. It's very debatable that he might be even better than Earl Thomas was at this stage of his career. Um, they have right about the same amount of tackles. Um, the only difference is that Caden Stearns got two more interceptions than Earl Thomas did at this point in his career. So the secondary is huge. The fact that they played that first half without B.J. Foster says a lot about this defense, too. What I'm most impressed with is that this is the most complete game Texas has played all year long. They started out better than what they have in the past. They've come back from, they've come from behind um, against USC. Uh, they had to come from behind. They, they, they don't start well. That's been their M.O. to this point. They played well in the first quarter, and they built off of it. You could tell that they were going fast. It was helping Sam Ellinger get a rhythm. I loved when they sped it up. And Ellinger finished, uh, what was he, uh, 22 for 32 with 255 yards. Uh, not a lot of yards. He averaged eight yards a pass, which isn't isn't terrible. If you tell me that every time he throws the ball, if he's going 22 for 35 or th- 22 for 32, he's averaging eight yards. That's a first down every other pass. So, um, absolutely love the chemistry that he's building with not only little Jordan Humphrey, but Colin Johnson as Finally. well. Finally. Colin Johnson is showing out. He's showing why everyone's raving about him in his six his six six frame. Um, that catch he made was insane. The catch he made was great, but but everyone's overlooking the pass. Oh yeah. Uh, it was only to where he could catch it sure. into almost double coverage. Same thing with Devin Duvernay in the f- in in the first game against Maryland. Yeah, he threw it only to where his guy could get the ball, which is phenomenal. That's pretty much what they told him when he's throwing to Duvernay: just throw it out in front of him, let him go get it. And I don't know how you can overthrow either one of those guys with as athletic athletic as they are. No, I, I, absolutely not. And, and the 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 highlight of this game too, even though it's not a huge shine on it is Keontae Ingram coming back and actually playing in this game and Dude, aver- averaging 4.8 yards a carry. 
being hurt with a bone bruise, and now he has a hip flexor. I mean, he is he is the real deal. If he can get healthy, this team is going to be on a wrecking crew. Uh, lots of young talent. Again, whenever they lost to Maryland, everyone was trying to jump ship. Um, trust, and, and it's sad to say, but trust the process in Tom Herman. I mean, he's got this team exactly where they need to be. They are not the most talented team still, but they play extremely, extremely hard. And a lot of people, and I hate the mantra of they're back. They're back. No, Texas will never be back. They're going to be different, but they need to be consistent. And that is what Texas is back is they're consistent. So if they win eight games this year and they win eight to ten next year, then they're on the pace of being relevant again. So great start. They have a huge stretch still. They got to go into Kansas State where they haven't won since 2002 or something. Yes, that is correct. I was going to ask. I was going to give you guys a little trivia. So it's going to be – hey, come on. Come on. Come on. I'm the expert over here. Drink for that one. Yeah, you will drink for that. Uh, I want to know – We forgot to mention the new rule. Can't say that E word anymore. Oh, yeah, well – it would have been a show business, but it wasn't. We forgot. Really yet. We forgot. A uh, big thing for me, uh, Sam Ellinger doesn't turn the ball over. Like he doesn't have to throw for three hundred yards. He doesn't have to be that type of quarterback with the type of talent he has around him. It was great to see him protect the ball and make good decisions. Um, I want to know was was Beck calling plays here, or did Tom Herman take that over for this game? We'll never know. They're not going to say. It doesn't matter. If if you tell me right now, and this score is skewed because our freshman kicker missed two field goals. That's not going to happen moving forward. He's going to get it right. He'll figure it out. He shanked one. Dude's dude's a solid kicker. He's a freshman. Talk about Dicker? Dicker the Dicker kicker, the kicker. Dude. Dicker the kicker. It says, he, it says he was one for one. That's incorrect. He, I mean, he duck hooked one. He shanked two. He duck hooked one bad. Yeah, he shanked two. So Digger this the would kicker, be kicker man. Got to get that. I know that, that kick right. So so this this score should technically be thirty seven to sixteen. All right. If you tell me that Texas scores thirty seven points a game, they're gonna win majority of their games. Yeah, yeah. The defense is is good enough to to keep them in those games. Three interceptions sure. and a fumble recovery, even in the Big Twelve. You know, we, that, that's going to be enough. We we talk all the time about how defense wins championships. Really, in my mind, offense wins championships because a good defense is a good offense. If the offense scores points and your defense is good, then you're going to win the game. Uh, your offense has to score the points. The only way to win is if you score points. So 37 points in the last two games is huge, especially against ranked opponents. Um, Texas offensively, Looks more in sync. They're not turning the ball over. It's it's huge. I mean, they won the turnover battle four to zero. So you're gonna win a lot of football games you're gonna, when you're plus four on a you're turnover. You're gonna win yeah. a lot. I mean, the average for Texas, I guess, is what four point five points. It, it it's it's good to know they won by sixteen points. I mean, yeah, I I will say as a devil advocate, and I'm excited about Texas. I'll I'll go ahead and say I, I didn't think they were gonna win this game. But when I look at it from the TCU side of this, they they played probably their toughest game of the season against Ohio State and then had to go on the road the next week, not very far, mind you, but to a physical Longhorns team. Really, really bad spot for TCU here. 
as far as the travel and the letdown after that big primetime game. Proud of the Longhorns, but you know if we if we can segue over to Kansas State, this is really the prove it for me game. What what do they say? One time you're lucky, uh, two times uh, something, and, and three times you own it. Like the the third on the road game, a, a place where they, like Chad just said, historically they have failed to get off the bus. Uh, they need to be dominant in this game against against Kansas State. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't scored first uh, since the 06 year with Colt McCoy. Uh, but I was going to so bring awesome. up that 2000. Yeah, I was going to bring up that they haven't won since 2002, and you beat me to it. That's uh, a stat that I found absolutely mind-blowing. Um, but That's in Manhattan. Right, right, in Manhattan. But um, they're going to be out. They're going to be loud. They're going to be rowdy. Um, and I don't want to look too far ahead, but... Oh, you next weekend. Yeah, the, the 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 difference with this team though is that they're trying to go one and zero every week. So perfect. Tom Herman's not going to let them look ahead. And when you look at what Kansas State has done to this point, uh, they won against South Dakota by three points in their first game. They lost to Mississippi State by twenty one. Then they beat UTSA, which is okay, UTSA, and then West Virginia just beat the crap out of them. Wiped them. them. Yeah. So their offense is not somebody that's going to come out and just absolutely blow you away with firepower. So, with the way the Texas defense is playing, I I like their chances better this year than in years past. Again, it's a tough place to play, but the way that we look at Texas, and and like you said, Bella, this is the true true test, right? Mm-hmm. When Texas was great and they played Kansas State, it's like shit. When is the reserves going to get in? Like when? When are the yeah. backups going to play? <laughs> yeah. Like let's be honest. Like that's what we th- we would think. We like who's red shirt we burning this week? Yeah. Like like how long is it going to take until we throw in our second teamers? Uh, that's what this team needs to get back to. I don't think that the offense is there yet in the high power scoring of scoring 50, 55, but they can dominate this game in all the facets, and that's what we need to see. We need to see. Um, uh, we need to see the offense convert better on third down. We need to see Dick or the kicker not missing fucking field goals. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to see our special teams pinning them inside the 20. I mean, we just need to see the little fucking things that are actually building towards a championship team. Um, again, we don't expect that to happen this year. We just expect improvement. Yeah, just and want to see so, change. so far, we have seen improvement. <laughs> oh, yeah. From you know, week one to the, now? Across the board, even from week one to now, we've seen improvement. That's all we can really ask for with this program. So, again, I, I really do agree with you, Ballard, that this is the test. But I think it's more of a test of let's beat them 35-6. to six. Um, That was a number I had in mind. Do you was, know what I mean? It was like a 35-10 game yeah. would make me feel good. That, I, it has I think, to be less than 10 and more than 28. If we could do that to TCU, we should easily be able yeah. to do that to, to Kansas State. And we I can't think play the, down to our competition anymore. We need to blow these fuckers out. Yeah, yeah. the goal needs to be you got to come out, and whether you start with the ball or not, you know, force an early turnover and get in the end zone early. Get the Kansas State fans to shut up because if you give them a, a little bit, a little bit of light at the end of that tunnel, they are going to absolutely go ape shit, and it's going to put this whole like these last two weeks is confidence. It's going to blow these these kids' confidence down. Uh, I think they got to come out, score, jump out to a fourteen point lead, and get the Kansas State fans to quiet down. And realize, okay, maybe Texas is for real this year. Because um, if you give Kansas State a little bit of room, they're going to take it, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm most worried about. Being that it's in Manhattan. 
here's the deal. If if Texas wins this game and wins it convincingly, they go to four and one, which we haven't been in a very long time. Right. I if that's the case, I will be buying tickets to the Red River Showdown and, and go to that game because it's going to be I'm going to the Dallas. most important game. It's the last one. Are, are you going to Dallas? I'm going. Let, to Dallas. Let, let's talk offline about yeah. it because it's the last one. This is going to be the most important the last game one. at the Cotton Bowl. Oh, the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. So, so this we, will be dude, honestly we should get tickets now because if Texas is four and one they're gonna be expensive. I'm just saying, like we gotta we gotta look into it because I wouldn't be my I wouldn't mind scalping them like yeah. after the first quarter. You know I like what that. I mean? Uh, but I like that, I like that. Either either way, uh, it'll come down to this game will really dictate how the rest of the Big Twelve will play out. Um, so I'm not trying to look too far ahead, but that's what this Kansas State game could set up is sure. a colossal matchup. One that we haven't seen in a very long time of both teams being decently good. Yep. Uh, well, once again, our Texas 10 has turned into a Texas 13. Basically, Chad talking about everything, so sorry. Um, Dude, I mean, that's the way it was when you weren't here. It was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and talk is, for 15 minutes. It because... is almost impossible to get under Texas 10. Yeah. We're going to try every week. Well, because we got we to gotta recap all the good and the bad from the week before and then yep. – preview the new week well chad you'll be upset because this only just takes away time from your favorite segment front page news front page i know news, baby. guys this first one is going to come to us from a school that you're not Ew. that interested in southeast missouri state university oh love them because their president carlos vargos alberto had to apologize because he was captured on video doing a beer bong at a tailgate party you good with that Fuck that, dude. Give this dude a raise. For real. That's what I'm saying. I would be pissed. He's for the students. He doesn't need to apologize. He should be saying, you're welcome. Make the student body great again. Dude, if, if Del Conti's down there fucking beer bonging and taking jello shots and body shots off of sorority chicks, I'm going to be like, that's my president right there. That's yep. the guy I want. My exact thoughts. Uh, in other news, in Clemson. Dabo Sweeney has named a starter, and his name is not Kelly Bryan. I heard uh, about this. Trevor Lawrence oh, has good. been promoted to the true starter. Uh, Kelly Bryan brought the Clemson Tigers to the national championship, uh, the, to the playoffs last year. Um, he, Kelly Bryan did not show up to practice on Tuesday and is discussing transferring from Clemson. Wow. I mean, you get, yeah, you, you took your team to the playoffs, and then. You get replaced by a true freshman? I'd be a little upset as well. But Chad, he said you had a twist. That that's what I was gonna say. I heard he didn't show up for practice and he's he's discussing transferring. Yeah. I mean, uh this is a huge this blow to this this young young gentleman because uh he didn't warrant any replacing. Like they are undefeated. He's leading them. It's like the Jalen Hurts Tagovailoa situation. Well, that was at halftime. I no, mean, no, 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 no. Like, I mean, coming coming into the season. Though, oh, this like, year, yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's just it's one of those deals, and yeah. um, you know, I I will say that it's unfortunate for the kid, but it's unfortunate for the team because him not showing up sets a really bad precedent, and one that Dabo Sweeney should have thought about before he made the selection and let this kid. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, you lo- you lost your job, and now everybody else is going to see that. Oh, that, he lost his job and I just sh- quit. I should so ask, I'm he gave do. him Monday off. And Which is dumb. That's what I'm saying. He under- shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have given Monday off. He should have said, look, like, here's the news. You know, you know, I want you to do everything you possibly can for this team. Win if, that job if, back. If so-and-so gets hurt, like, you have an opportunity to win this job. You know, whatever. Um, 
it's uh it's just man, it's a really bad precedent for Clemson. And mark my words, it could come back to really haunt them in the years to come. You know, it looks it's not the same to scenario, but uh, just the you lost your job or you're you're t- you're not playing well, whatever it is. Um, the the story in the NFL last week with the guy who retired at halftime, like. <laughs> We should have talked about that, but we didn't. Um, oh, that was even better. That's a story for another day, but that's what it that's what it feels like to me. You know, it just feels like, oh, well, you lost your job, so uh, you know, I quit. I'm gonna go somewhere else where they're gonna start me. Um, you know, you, he should be pissed. He should be like, you know what? All right, and now I got a chip on my shoulder. I'm gonna win that job back and show you why I'm the starting quarterback, why I'm the best quarterback on this team. You say that, but at the same time, like he's trying to have bigger aspirations of making it into the league, right? I get that. So if he doesn't play, then there's nothing that he can do to sh- to warrant or showcase what he could do. So. And real quick before we move on, the new transfer rules are going to allow him to transfer much more easily. That's true. Than, yeah. than he would have in years previous. So. Uh, moving on, he could redshirt. Exactly. Moving on to the SEC, Kentucky was fined $100,000 after their fans rushed off in the field following the Mississippi uh, State victory. Money well spent? Yes. Absolutely. You're 4-0? Fuck it. Spend the 100 k Yeah. I don't know if, can, if Kentucky's ever been 4-0 in football. Yeah. Basketball, different story. Oh, yeah. 100% different. But hell yeah. Storm that field. Pay that money. That's when the president needs to come out and go, yeah, I'll pay the money while I take a beer bong at the same time. I'll 100%. write this check while I hit this beer bong. That'd be awesome. Hopefully they rip the go post down. Oh, I hope they did. Usually now they got the tearaways that fall down pretty easily. Yeah. So well, nobody gets hurt. They should still do it. Yeah. Uh, Virginia Tech, after losing to Old Dominion, uh, forgot to edit a press release where they claimed victory over the school. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, student, student worker uh, losing a job over this? So... Here's the thing. When most games are going on and you got your guys in the press box, when I was working for a local radio uh, newspaper, you have your story halfway written before the game's even over, especially when it's a blowout game. However, this some whoever wrote this clearly thought that Virginia Tech was going to win and made this headline as the game started and then wrote their story about halfway through and then just totally forgot to go back and change it so yeah the editor of the paper definitely screwed that one up uh i wouldn't so much blame the journalist but whoever's their lead editor that ain't no good your editor-in-chief needs to uh be questioned for sure on you know what the hell you reading before you post it in the paper yeah that's unfortunate uh the crazy part about this in general is that they let go of one of their defensive ends like they took him off scholarship and cut him like mm, wow Release from the team right after the game. So it's interesting. Was there a reason for this? Uh, conduct detrimental to the team. Hmm. Can't be all this time. Can't be getting arrested. Who knows what it will be? Guys, okay, so that's all the time we got for front page news. Love it. Uh, but that's okay because we're transitioning to my favorite part of the week. Uh oh. First impression. Pick, yeah, right, right, right. Guys, let's start out on Thursday night. UNC is taking on Miami in Miami. Miami, a big favorite, 18 points. Dale, is that enough? Miami, 18-point favorite. Um, and who did you say they're playing? Uh, UNC, the Tar Heels. Uh, yeah, North Carolina's really, really bad this year, so uh, I got Miami covering this thing. Dude, they're really, really bad because everyone's suspended. Right. Like, yeah. Aren't they in like four-game suspension or something? 
Oh, no, no, no. Some of them are suspended now. Some of them are suspended the second half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm all sticking Miami here. I don't think this Miami team is as good as I thought they were, but I think they're good enough to destroy UNC on a Thursday night. Where's this game at? Miami. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, 18? 18. 18 big ones. I got to win it by 17. Give me the car. Give me the Tar Heels, baby. Oh, wow. Man, I don't hate that. Uh, Friday night, the Pac-12 matchup. UCLA is going to travel to Boulder to take on Colorado. Uh, Colorado is a nine and a half point favorite at home. Hmm. Chat. Yeah. First impression. Ah, uh, uh, man, they're both they're both not great. UCLA is not that good, but Chip Kelly's got to pull something out. So give me the dog in this one, baby. Uh, that was my initial thought, but I'm going to go ahead and side with Colorado here. Uh, I don't think the game they go to altitude is the game where uh, Chip Kelly's really terrible UCLA team figures it out. Uh, give me the home favorite to win by two touchdowns. Dale? No way. Not so fast. Chip Kelly's going to air it out. He's got the thin air. He's going full <laughs> air raid. Texas Tech style. I love it. I'm going USC to co- UCLA to cover this. I don't know if they win, but I'm on chat side. They're covering. A close one on a Friday night. I'll I'll be staying up to watch it. So yeah, I'll, I'll take that. that. Yeah, I'll be watching it. Uh, West Virginia is going to travel to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. Texas Tech, coming off a big win, is a three-and-a-half-point home dog. And they are ranked now in the top 25. So, Dale, what does that make for your first impression? It means I'm still taking West Virginia to uh, to cover three-and-a-half. Um, you know, call it a fluke game. Call it uh, they just played out their ass. I don't know. But I still think West Virginia is – a close 1B in the Big 12 right now. You know, I hate to agree with you, but I'm going to take West Virginia here. I think it's a big letdown spot for Texas Tech. I love a home dog on a Saturday, but I think West Virginia is too much for this Texas Tech team that is, uh, like I said, in a, a big letdown spot after their win over Oklahoma State. Chad's shaking Chad, his head over there. This yeah, isn't this is an 11 o'clock game, but you're shaking your head. like You don't like that. No, fuck Tech. Tech's losing this ball game. <laughs> All right, Tech should have lost last week. It was a fluke. Oklahoma State laid an egg. It's not going to happen again. West Virginia's going to roll them. The way he was shaking his head, I was like, I man, know. he's about to come and just grill us on this pick. By the way, all of us on West Virginia, go get your Texas Tech tickets Yeah, buy now. your Tech tickets now. No, uh, no, no, don't. Buy West Virginia, <laughs> bet the house. Uh Oh, we need to do locks. That's my lock of the week. That's your lock, dude. Boom. Fuck Tech. Um, Chad. Florida State and Louisville are going to play football. Oh my. I doubt you'll watch it, but Louisville's a six-and-a-half-point dog on at home to Florida State. What's your first impression? I mean, can we just say that it's going to be a 3-6 ball game? Could be. It might be. Man, they're both terrible. Um, I think Florida State's a little bit better. I think they went by seven. Uh, I think Florida State is better, but I think Louisville's going to be up for this game. It's at home. They've been beat by Florida State so many times that they're going to try to get their, their revenge here. Uh, give me the home dog in this one. Uh, oh, it, that's your home dog. If it gets to 7.5 points, there is 0% chance that I don't bet this. Yeah, but it's at 6.5. Right now it's at 6.5. Yeah. Deal? Uh, I like Florida State to cover. Uh, moving on, Dale, Purdue, my Purdue Boilermakers, hey. traveling to Lincoln to take on Nebraska. Oh, Nebraska is a three and a half point dog at home. Uh oh. Can Scott Frost and the the 
Cord Huskers, get it right. Cord Huskers. Yes. Um, we talked about it. Uh, I don't think a coach has ever went undefeated one year and then lost every game the next year. This is the one he wins. Purdue, uh, just just not as good as he thought, man. The, I got Nebraska covering that. So I like the home dog on a Saturday. Not so fast. I'm taking Purdue here, and this is my lock of the week. This is the oh no Purdue going on the road against a very very vulnerable Scott Frost team who has yet to win a meaningful game this year. Um, to win a a game this year, mind you, the black shirts are going to show up. I'm taking Purdue here, and I think it's ugly. I think this is a blowout for Purdue, Chad. Not so fast, Ballad. Not so fast. Nebraska's going vintage 90s style on this. They're going to get the job done. Uh, I, li- I like Scott Frost in this situation, man. Purdue goes down again. I mean, Seven. It's going to be a nine-point game. They're, they're three. I mean, they're 0-3. I mean, what do they have to lose? I know. That's the only thing I hate about this pick is that up against the wall, you know, sometimes you you find the best of you. This is where they got to if they got to win this to even be relevant. Chad, do you get the first pick on probably the best game of the weekend? Give it to me. Ohio State traveling to Happy Valley to take on Penn State at night. You know this is going to be a whiteout game. Penn State three and a half point dog at home. What's your first mm. impression? Uh, it's a great line. Give me Ohio State by 10. First game with Urban Meyer back. They're playing for them. They're feeling it. They're rolling right now, dude. Um, I, I like Ohio State a lot. I like Ohio State in this matchup as well. I have a under ticket on Penn State this year, and this is one of the L's I have circled for them. Beautiful. Uh, they haven't shown me anything too impressive to make me think otherwise, and Ohio State looks like the real deal. Urban Meyer coming back, obviously a plus. Give me Ohio State by 10. Dale? I hate to be boring, but I'm going to echo all of that. Uh, I just don't think Penn State's as good as we thought they were. So uh, this is their first loss of the year. Stanford going to travel across the country to play Notre Dame. Notre Dame opened as a a 2.5-point favorite, now a 5-point favorite. Dale, first impression. We've seen that Stanford can shut out teams or keep teams to nothing. We've seen them hang with Oregon in a shootout last week. Um, I think that they're a well-coached team, and uh, you know they're going to methodically play this game. I like Stanford to cover that. I don't know if they win, but I do think this game is close regardless of, uh, of who takes it. So I'll take Stanford. Uh, I'm going to take Stanford in this game as well. Uh, I am not a Notre Dame fan. Uh, Their new quarterback looks promising, but um, after what Stanford did on the road in Eugene, which I think is a harder place to play than Notre Dame, a tough tough travel spot. Tough travel spot for Stanford, I will say. But I think Bryce Love is the difference maker in this game. And uh, I think everyone's outright, to be honest. But I'll take the points if you're going to give them to me. Chad? Yeah, buddy. This is a tough game to call because Stanford starts slow. Against Notre Dame, you can't start slow. Um, Bryce Love needs to have one of those Bryce Love games for them to even be in this ball game. I think that Notre Dame wins this game. I think that they win by the spread. I just don't trust Stanford to play a complete game yet. 
That's fair. Sounds like a Notre Dame pick. It is a Notre Dame pick. Uh, last game of the night. Chad, Oregon is going to travel down to Berkeley to take on Cal. Cal, a three-point dog. First impression? Oregon taking on Cal at Cal. Mm-hmm. This is embarrassing that it's only a three-point spread. Uh, I like the way Oregon played. If they if they would have stepped it up a little bit, they would have beat Stanford. So give me Oregon in this one. Yeah, I'm taking Oregon here as well. I like uh, I like them to bounce back. If this they got to be able to build, right? This game is going to tell us a lot about this Oregon team and if, if they are who uh, I think they are. Uh, give me Oregon here. Deal? I'll take Oregon. No, you know what? I'll be contrarian. I don't think that's a good pick, but... Fuck it. What do you got to lose, bro? My, Just fake points. My dignity. win total, my dignity, my pride. You have little Which of is, that. You're, you're, right. you're, you're no E-word, so... I am I am no E-word, so I will take Cal and uh, hope for the uh, colossal upset. Let's go Bears. Go uh, Bears. Do you guys go remember Bears. in our Pac-12 preview, I, we were talking about Cal, and I was all high on Cal. And I was saying that they got a lot of teams in their really bad spots. Uh, this is one of the spots. Terrible spot for Oregon coming off this stand. But you game. took Oregon in this game. Well, I see new things about Oregon. <laughs> Hindsight's I really like. Hindsight's twenty twenty, bro. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I definitely take Cal. Just like Purdue, bro. Boys. Purdue's gonna surprise the people, bro. Purdue is gonna surprise the people. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna rock the Cornhuskers this weekend. I can't wait to see. Oh, I didn't make a I didn't make a lock. I did not make a lock. I guess uh, you don't get to this week. That's too bad. Yep. Um, Just lock in Kansas State beating Texas. I'm gonna lock in Ohio State beating Penn State. We didn't make that pick. Mm. Oh, yes. First game of the night. Sorry. Uh, I saved it to the end. Oh. Uh, Kansas on the road to take on Kansas State. Kansas Texas State is... on the road to take on Kansas State. Guys, I've been drinking a long strange day. land. Okay. A strange it's been, land. Uh, it's, been, it's been a long day. He's been nursing that strange uh, land. I guess Dale gets the first pick here. What's the line? Kansas State is a eight and a half point dog. Ooh. Mm, yeah, I saw it at nine. Uh, yeah, I got Texas to cover. I'm hey! Not... I'm not going to make it my lock, though. I, I, my lock's going to be Ohio State over Penn State. but uh, I'm thinking Texas here, too. Dale or Chad. Oh, I can't say just do it for the podcast. Yeah, I don't for the podcast. No, man. Texas is going to roll this game. Um, don't do it, Chad. Don't do it. I'm going to switch my pick now. No, I'm definitely not going to switch my no, pick. No, I don't even think it's going to be close, man. I think it's going to be like uh, like 37 to 10 like we were talking about. Yep. I'll actually give them – I'll give Kansas State 17. Oh, whoa, whoa. I'll, give, I'll give Texas 42. Everyone calm down. Everyone calm down. I'll give Texas 42 17. Okay. Um, I'm going to vote that we push the nightcap. I agree. Because uh, I don't want these wings to get uh, burnt. Uh, smoked wings this week, guys. Hey, all right, all right, all right. Plus, our nightcap is uh, one of Coach's stories that he sent in. So, mm-hmm. so we'll save it. Yeah, we can save it. Guys, thanks for being here. 100 episodes. Congratulations. We did it, man. We did it. We did it. Here's to 100 more. Thank you guys for listening. Cheers. Chad, thanks for being here. Always a pleasure. We're going to start working on that nickname for you, Mr. E. Uh, but, uh, Ballad, thanks for pressing buttons, man. <laughs> it's a pleasure to host podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Stillman. Thank you, Domingo. Domingo, we're the Sports Buzz. Until next week, we are out! This party is officially over. Oh!